Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Dickmatize your woman. The Urban Dictionary defines dickmatize as to mesmerize or enchant a woman with your sexual prowess. I would add to that the noun of being dickmatized, and that would be to be smitten and obsessed with dick. You will do anything for that dick. You've been put into a trance by good dick. Happy, starry-eyed, blissed out, hypnotized by you and your cum and your sexual powers. Example, I can't stop thinking about Mark and his cock. I'm obsessed. I've been dickmatized. Guys, how can you tell if your woman has been digmatized? Here are the sure signs to know if she has been digmatized correctly. One, she is always grabbing your cock and dropping to her knees to admire it up close. Two, she wants to have sex constantly. Three, she doesn't nag you and is never freaking out or stressed about tiny, insignificant things. Four, she texts you eggplant emojis and hot photos all day long. Five, she is happy, blissed out, goes with the flow, and is genuine in constant support of your life and your work. Six, you wake up to her mouth around your cock. Seven, she is gushing and coming and having all kinds of multiple vaginal orgasms on the regular. Eight, when you are out and about, you spot her across the room and she's staring at you, googly-eyed, a smile on her face, eyes eye-fucking you, <laughs> eyes only for you, involuntarily spreading her legs, opening her mouth, unbuttoning her blouse, lifting her skirt. Nine, she gushes about you to her friends. Ten, she gives you sexy nicknames like cock of the century. Gentlemen, you too can become a master dickmatist. Back in the day, when comedians could be funny and politically incorrect and wild, there was Eddie Murphy. If you haven't seen his Mr. White series from SNL back in the day, back in the day, again, when SNL was actually humorous, I cannot believe the shit show that that thing has become. Like, I sometimes watch a clip or two on YouTube, and I'm like, what in the fuck are they even, like, it's not even remotely funny. What have they done? 
Anyway, so back in the day when Eddie Murphy was on it, there was some hilarious bits. And one of my favorite parts from Delirious, or it might have been Raw, one of his stand-up specials around that time, is when he talks about how when you really, really fuck a woman open and she's shaking and she's been brought to her knees in the best of ways and she is awestruck or cockstruck. And the guy's like, whose pussy is it? It's your pussy. She's sobbing away. Whose pussy? Whose pussy is it? It's your pussy. It's your pussy. And he really nailed it about what it's like to fuck a woman into oblivion where she is shattered and so, so open and so surrendered, a slave to love and cock in the most wild and delicious of ways. Like I always say, and there's a lot of these like I always says in my world, if after fucking her, your woman isn't looking at you like you are some kind of legendary sex god sent from the heavens to deliver her and change her life, you have further to go. Because the goal is total fuck annihilation. If you've ever brought a woman to that place, you know exactly what I mean. And as a woman, if you've been brought to that place, you know exactly what I mean. And if you've never been brought to that place, man or woman, well, let's just say that this is the holy grail of your sex life. In today's interview, we have Jeff. He and his partner, Jen, have dove into all things Anami and have taken my suggestions to heart and genitals. From the Anami staples of three-hour sex dates to sex weekends to vaginal orgasms, superstar stamina, and making more cash than ever, they have now got it all. Jeff is also one of these amazing Anami ambassadors who is very active on my Instagram comments, encouraging people and answering their questions because when you know, you know. We will talk especially on how his wife went from being a woman who is held back by some religious and cultural taboos and who is now, in his words, an insatiable sex monster. Well fucked all stars. Hello, Jeff. It's great to have you. Hi, Kim. Happy to be here. So let's talk all about the process of digmatization. Tell us your story and evolution in your relationship to you becoming a well-fucked couple and especially well-fucked man. So what we have now is like I'm married to a porn star. Um, I don't know how else to say it. There's she's she's like an insatiable monster that I've created. Um, and I'm saying, I guess I do get to take credit for creating this and she'll tell you that too, that this, but this was always there. I just didn't know. She, she lets me lead. And like, if that's not supposed to come out, it doesn't come out. Right. So I've been with my wife, Jen, for 29 years. Um, we were married for 20, this is our 22nd year, 21st year. I'm sorry. And if you know, 29 years total and that I'm 49 years old and so is she. And that kind of puts us back to like being kids together. Um, so we were like, we were like 20 years old when we met and we've been together ever since. And any like sexual exploration and all of that kind of stuff that you do when you're younger happened other than between the two of us before all of that. So we like kind of grew up together, I guess, or at least entered like adulthood together. And, I would say, like, now that I know more about your work, I would say that we were kind of like junk food sex people or fast food sex or whatever, you know, um, 
like I think most people probably are that that aren't enlightened, right? And I had like an interesting childhood that we don't really need to get into, but there was like not much of a masculine role model in my life. And I would I would almost even like categorize that as sexual trauma. Um, what kind of a dark childhood? And my wife had some issues too when she was younger. She grew up with her dad, no mom in the picture, and um, we kind of fit well together. It's like a weird coupling, right? And you know, fast forward all these years later, then we have. Let we, me just interject we, one moment, just to say, like, yeah, I think yeah. we often, you know, find each other, like our unhealed parts attract each other and if we're using the relationship consciously it becomes the ultimate crucible in which to heal but most people get attracted through those wounds and then they stay wounded because they don't have the tools and they can end up getting more hurt and traumatized and dysfunctional with each other because they don't have the tools but if you have tools then you become your ultimate healers with each other in your conscious relationship yeah, for sure. Um, I ended up kind of looking at, we're both also like from the punk rock community from the 1980s. Like we, we have like a really colorful past, me and her. She's from Los Angeles and I'm from New York. Um, and we live, we're in New York now. And and I kind of grew up in like the, and, and some of the other, like as students of yours, um, when we go into those breakout rooms and there's other chat groups that we all belong to and we talk and guys that are in my age group particularly, uh, like I'm, we're, we're Gen Xers, right? The we kind of were born into the post-feminist era, and or, or that's what people are calling it anyway. Where we, I'm like a, I'm born in '74, so like we're we're raised to respect women and treat them as equals, and like we kind of always did that. Like I didn't even do really like any boys' night out stuff when I was younger. The girls were always with us. We like all the couples hung out together, and we really did treat each other like equals, and that creates mayhem for polarity it doesn't make any sense at all and all the older guys understand what i mean some of the millennials that are in the classes uh, your classes with me um i don't know if they're understanding what i'm saying or and but the older guys definitely do and we struggled i mean we're creating beta males and society. i know i know i'm not schooling you on this you've done you have plenty of content about it and i fully agree with you and that's why i I picked you to, to follow. Um, I, I kind of had to train myself on how to show up as a man because I, we, there was like so much like um, this push to like treat women as equals and, and like not disrespect her. And she deserves a seat at the table and I'm not walking in front of her. She's walking alongside me. And I really believed all of that stuff. And like in the back of your mind, you're wanting to treat this woman like a whore, like in the bedroom, but you can't because that's your wife and we don't do that. And we, we, we exalt our women, especially the one that you're choosing to be serious with and marry. I mean, I had my, my um, like I said, the younger days, like with screwing around and all of that stuff, but this is the one I'm serious about. And I, I you know, I, she's it, right? And she's very submissive by nature in that sense in our relationship and it was like this was like hiding in plain sight for years and i didn't know so i need to back up a little bit because i don't want to miss this that there i and i know i messaged you about this guy craig douglas is kind of like a guru in the 
in the fighting world. He's like an important Navy SEALs train with this guy. He's like a high level um, combatives instructor, right? And he's like very in it. He's kind of like a Kim Inami of the fighting world. Like he's so he, it's a uh, different stuff. He, he's an interesting guy. And if you follow him on social media, he's kind of like this James Bond character. He's really fun. Like he's always like got like caviar in pictures and like these handmade shoes he's trying on. And he's like the most dangerous guy in the rooms. Interesting cat. And most of his stuff is about that kind of is about fighting related things. And, you know, I follow him. And then your name came up in a post. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? So I start reading this thing. And it was this big, long thread. And I know I told you about this. And apparently his girlfriend is a a student of yours, a past student of yours. And it was this really interesting conversation with a whole bunch of like dangerous people. And we're talking about sex, right? And he lost some followers over it because of the language he was using. And like, it was just crazy thing that happened and anyway what i ended up like writing in- po- I, I remember you tagged me and you sent me that what was the top or maybe he tagged me and that's how i found he, it he, what it was was, he basically he basically was like just wanted to he got up on the podium basically and was like this is going to come out of left field or whatever you know because we normally talk about fighting stuff but like you always have to fuck your woman like the it was kind of like trying to like um like downplaying the making love thing a little bit because that's cool too but like you gotta he was just it's hard to explain and i i would need it in front of me to read back through it but it was it was like a really uh polarizing thing that he said some people got upset and they didn't know what to do like what is he talking about like who hacked your account craig why aren't we talking about fighting stuff and i was like i had like this newfound respect for this guy because of the things that i do care about from him and this was like, wow, I, like, because I'm, I'm, this stuff comes easy for me. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not embarrassed about any of this. I'm like, I'm a man that's going to, wants to tell other men, you need to get your shit straight and like, take a Kim class. And like, the world needs more of this. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, marriage is falling apart. There's no, the polarity thing is destroyed, as, as you've talked about. And like, this is how we're going to fix this. And we need other men to lead men here it's not just leading women it's it's leading men too so craig posts your name and i did this deep dive into you and signed up for your email list and all this and started to look at some content and that was in january of 22 so a year and a half ago or so and my wife was like fresh out of chemo she had gained all this weight from that people think when you get cancer you like become this bag of bones like and, and you don't like not everybody does and she was super fit before this. Like I said, she's a, an athlete. She had gained all this weight and was like coming from this, from the bottom. And our sex life, I think we had like a dry spell for about a year and a half. It was like that really fucked everything up. Um, she'll say that I was her rock during this thing, and like it's I don't even know I don't even know how to explain what went on. But it, it was like a, a dry spell with our intimacy and just in general, like everything was fucked up by that. And she took this trip. She does a lot of traveling alone. Um, she went off on this trip to like heal her soul. In um, she went out to the Pacific Northwest and she hiked Banff in Canada, and that helped her there. And I don't want to steal her story from her, but then she started working on her body. And I don't know if you know what Orange Theory Fitness is. And she's got this nutrition coach, and she lost forty-five pounds in a couple of months, and she looks 
not only does she act like a porn star, she looks like one. Um, and I think she kind of like showed up during this dry spell and was like, have you looked at me? And cause you better get on this. And it kind of like slapped me in the face. And I had been like looking at your stuff a little bit. And I'm like, you know, we were going to go on this overnight hike. We do a lot of hiking and stuff outdoors. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe we won't go on an overnight hike. Let's go to this spa that's out on the East end of Long Island. That's like this famous place. And let's stay there for the weekend. And we did that. And that was unknowingly our first sex weekend. And coming back from that, it prompted me to kind of I'm like, I want to, I want to keep going. And I devoured all your content. I think I've watched every YouTube video you have. I've every podcast. I know all your little cliche. I would wear it. If you made t-shirts, I'd wear them. But, so, <laughs> and <laughs> some it. of the, some of the other, the other couples, um, I think their name is Jim and Meg. If you know home, yeah. I really resonated with that story because I'm married to another version of Meg and we have like a similar story. And like, that was like a powerful one. And I approached Jen with this stuff and let her start sewing her stuff. And she's like, she'll always say she doesn't come from a place of no. She's always like, she'll try anything. Right. So she agrees to do this. And it's like, turns out she just thinks I'm like this not very sexual person. And that's why things are the way that they are. And I've been living in my head a lot and like have, I'm, I totally am. I just don't want to disrespect my wife. Right. So we thought, or I thought junk food sex was the way it's going to be. And like, this is good enough and whatever. And she finds, I tell her about you in the courses and we can't start the couples thing until April. So that's, this was December. Now, now it's almost about December. And we watch videos about sex weekends that you put out and you put out this thing and I should be angry because you cost me a lot of money uh, for that, like the Valentine's day um, ideas for Valentine's day. And you mentioned La Fiana in, I don't know if you've ever been there <laughs> in have, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Well, holy shit. Is that place? I'm going to like, it was like a very emotional thing to go there. It's and, like going um, to an art gallery or a museum. Like yeah, really that was, you can't art. fucking top that. There's no way there's a hotel in the United States that's better than that place. So, and I don't want to eat up the whole talk. I could do a whole podcast with you about Fianna and Alan Fianna. I have the coffee table book in front of me that we bought from there. Tell me about her orgasmic evolution. So she was having more clitoral orgasms, and now you say she can have vaginal orgasms, G-spot, cervical squirting. What happened there? And how is she so, different? How has that made her into more of a well-fucked, digmatized woman? Okay, so she, she will tell you that prior to December of tw 2022, so... 49 years of her life, she's never had anything but a clitoral orgasm. And I think that's happened once by accident from, not from her, but it's always got to be her. It's got to be her hand. It's got to be her. Um, and which, like I said, was fine. That's so the way, that's the way we operate. Even if you're having sex, she'd be using her hand to stimulate her clitoris. Correct. The, the time, only way right? for her to get off was, was that way. Right. So there was never any vaginal orgasm. She'll even tell you she never heard of that. She doesn't even know what that is. She didn't know. She'd never heard of this before. Um, I think like most men, the whole squirting thing becomes this like party trick that we have to learn how to do. Right. And I was like, we the went holy through this. Grail. Like, <laughs> the, the holy yeah. Grail. And it's like, it's 
we went through this period of trying to accomplish that and I, and we did. And I spent a lot of time trying to perfect that and figure it out prior to taking any classes with you. And I got there on my own with her, but nothing beyond that. It was squirting and cervical stuff and clitoral stuff. Um, yeah. I, yes. I'm sorry. Clitoral stuff. And we then did the G-spot salinette that you've got, that you have on the site to hold us over. We wanted to work on something. And we went on this like three month G-spot uh, excursion. Like, I, like, I, like those three hour sex dates, every single time that we had sex was that long working on that. Um, and I was making the mistake of trying to do this too much with clitoral stimulation, with vibrators and things like that. And then we had some success with it. And then it was like very elusive and I couldn't figure out how to duplicate this and make it happen over and over again. So we were like in the lab for a while and then we started the coming together so on. And there's more of a structure of what we should be doing. And she's since then, um, I like your staff told me to stop with the vibrators and like, you know, we, they talk about going on a clit fast and trying not to involve any clitoral stimulation at all and we took that to heart and we've been we kind of are always that way now and she has she's had like a spot cervical orgasms she'll when we were in tulum she left the the planet she wasn't she had this it had to be something cervical and i and like what's so crazy about this is you don't even know what's happening it's just like, I, because I didn't know enough. I didn't know what I didn't know, right? But I had these techniques that I'm working on, and it worked. Because the noises that were coming out of her, I was like screaming at her to open her eyes and look at me. I wanted her to look at my face, and she couldn't hear me. She was like, it went on for like two minutes. Her, like a, <laughs> it was like an exorcism was happening, and, but like in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. And she, we could never figure out how to do that again. So, but we've been working towards it and we're like, we don't give up on anything. And that was in March. That was right before the coming together salon. And since the salon, it's like sporadic. We have what we've, it's, it's, I wouldn't say hit or miss because that sounds like it hardly ever happens. And it, it does happen. There's squirting all the time. We, like I knew they talk about, you guys are always saying about putting towels down. We don't, we have like, we bought a pet blanket that's waterproof. That's like this fleece. We don't have towels. We don't have to do the laundry thing. Like we've, we've mastered that part. So that thing is just like on our bed all the time because there's always, it's always soaking wet no matter what we're doing. Um, she had this cervical experience during coming together where, and I, I, th- I know she told you about it, where it was like this in the center of her body, kind of like in her heart, this like this warming heat sensation that like moved throughout her limbs and like, shot up through her neck into her head and she said came out of her third eye um that was like another crazy like how do we do that again kind of thing and she was laying there for a good 20 minutes after that and her arms were tingling like it was like a, a pretty powerful thing to have happen so we've had some crazy orgasmic things happen so we've been trying to like duplicate those experiences and they're you know, we're just like enjoying the ride. It doesn't happen every time. Um, there, she finally figured out that she's been having G-spot orgasms for the for the longest time. They're like much more subtle, she says, than like the waves thing that you're talking about. But I can do that to her. Another interesting thing too, she was like not into oral sex, like receiving it. Like 
it was almost like a waste of time because there was like very little feeling. She was pretty numb, right? And now she loves it and it, it works. And I can give her G-spot orgasms orally. Um, Fantastic. Which is, I'm pretty proud of that. That so is that's quite an like, accomplishment. I agree. Yeah. So, so like, and I told you we came out of a sex weekend. This, we just came back yesterday and there was an awesome one. It was like waves and waves of them. Um, and she's laughing uncontrollably. That was like the, the first time I've seen that happen, like that emotional thing comes out. I'm like, what is she laughing at? I'm like, I'm like not self-conscious at all. And I don't care that she's laughing at all. And then she's hysterical crying. Like it was like a pretty powerful thing. Then I'm crying. It was like this really cool uh, experience that we had. That was like two days ago. Um, so we're kind of like got it all figured out. I don't know that we, it's not like she's, you know, six cervical, 10 G spots. Like we're not there yet, but they're, they're regularly happening and she's fully into this now. She's like a changed woman. She, 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 we had three sex dates planned, like you recommend right out of the gate. And one of them was three hours and she added a fourth day because she wants a fourth day. And they're all kind of three hours. Some of them are five hours long. Um, so you she, just get lost in the time. Like it's just goes on and on and there's no need to stop. I think people at first, they can feel intimidated, uh, anxious about the notion of having such a long sex date. But when you really get into it, you're right. The time goes by like nothing. Hours can go by yeah. and you don't even realize it. And you're shocked to be like, how did our eyes were closed for like four hours? When I first heard this on my three hour sex date, how do you do that? I'm like, I, how do you not do that? We can't do this without it being that long now. It's, it's just the way it is. So how often do you have three hour sex dates? at least four times a week. <laughs> so we're, like I said, we're both ultra endurance athletes and she'll make a joke about that. That's a, that's why this comes so easy and we don't quit anything um, unless something's like painful. Uh, two to three hours every single time. And that doesn't include kind of, there's like this unwritten rule where I can, if I decide this needs to be something in between, it's always, the invitation is always there. Um, Sometimes she'll instigate that, but at least, at least that long. So I mean, we're talking like ten to twelve hours of sex a week. Amazing. So, so how what happened with her? So, well, let's go back to your stamina. So, did you have that kind of stamina? You know, a few years ago, have you always had it, or you figured like as long as she got her clitoral orgasm and that's in, then you're good? Like, what happened with your? So if we're talking about intercourse, but I mean, I can last as long as I want doing that. And it's just by con the, the speed of things and the angle of your hips and all of that kind of stuff, like the thrusting thing. If men learn how to control that, you can, I mean, I'm like servicing her, right? I can, if I want this to end any time for myself, I can, um, but I can control that. The four, the four count breathing works um, for me. Where was your stamina before? Like how long would you typically go for? And now you can go for hours, it sounds like. What the stamina in the past, like I, I would say was like zero. I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, she gets off first and then I'm done in two minutes. Like, uh, like, and it's not too pump chump. It's just like, like we have to hurry up and get done with this. Like who, who, who allots this kind of time to sex? You, you know what I mean? Um, 
but now there's like this conscious uh, effort on my part to get better at this. And I want to get better at this. And I want to be able to pound her cervix for hours. She wants that. She's not that like she's super into the deep cervical thing. And it's easy for me to hit her no matter what position we're in. I can do that. She loves dog doggy being that uh, trying for cervical. And I can see that you can get really violent with this. Um, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but it is. It's like this internal violence that's <laughs> that's happening. And she's like craving it more and more. And the louder she gets and the more turned on she is, the harder it is for me to stay in the in the fight. Right. So I need to work on that. So, I, yeah, I would say I could go for hours in the past. I didn't know that I had permission to go for hours and I didn't even understand that that was even a thing. So I did. We didn't know what we didn't know. Like the vaginal orgasm thing takes as long as it takes. And sometimes it's pretty quick for her. Other times it's 45 minutes to an hour. And if you've never done that for that long, you would never know what's behind the around the around the bend. Um, and I think that's the biggest part of this is like figuring that out. And now. We're not going to do it any other way. When I say three-hour sex date, it's not three hours of intercourse. Not usually, anyway. It's a little bit of everything. It's kind of like this smorgasbord of everything on your list. Great. So you said that her blowjobs have become savage. Yeah, she's not, she's not shy about, she's like really into doing that. She always was but not like this. And like, I mean, she's super turned on now by everything that we're doing. Like I said, I kind of created a monster. And if you don't want blowjobs like that, then don't, don't teach your woman how to do this stuff. <laughs> it just kind of comes natural. So don't turn, like, on, don't turn on your woman and make her an insatiable sex monster if you yeah, don't, yeah, if you don't want to have blowjobs all the time. Correct. And if, if I, I mean, I don't know why you would not want that, but maybe you don't that like our society has this fit way of kind of like calling men horn dogs. And it's like us that are like these insatiable pigs and like, like that's bullshit. I think it's women that are that way and they may not know it, but once you uncover this and let it out like this, she, she has no off button. Like she can go forever there. Like I like the you need to learn semen retention. If you're going to do sex weekends and have these marathon length sessions, it's extremely depleting to keep having an orgasm as a man ejaculating, I should say, over and over. And I can do it, but it's, you know, like you lose the drive a little bit if you do that. So it's it's in our best interest as men to learn to to harness that and control it. Um, but she's ready to go forever. She'll never over and over again. And it's great. Great. But yeah, so she, she's blocks. insatiable. The, like, I don't want to forget to mention this. Like the Madonna whore thing that you talked about. Um, she struggled with that. And growing up in the neighborhood that she did, this was a thing. Girls are not supposed to be the slut. You know what I mean? And like, that's a powerful word for her. She doesn't like that word. Um for what it represents and i'm sure well, women understand what i mean well women get insulted women just get called a slut even as an insult that has nothing to do with their sexuality like i've watched men yeah. call women that name 
and they don't even know anything about their sexual lives, right? They're just using it as an insult because it's become such a universal insult, which tells you a lot, right, of the psychology that's going on there and how we've all been susceptible to that. So, yeah, I say it's very deeply embedded within all of us, consciously and unconsciously, and it's something we have to examine. The main block seems to be like the permission to be some of that Madonna whore thing for both of you, right? Like looking at your woman as this insatiable being, her having the permission to go there, to not be judged by herself, you, society, help to open up that space. So was there were there conversations where you were helping her to see and even helping yourself to realize like, okay, I'm all right with my woman, like looking at my woman like this and treating my woman like this. Cause obviously there was a transition for you because that sounds like you've said there was some kind of block there to doing that. So that sounds like that was one of the big pieces that helped you go from the more mediocre sex life into this more explosive, cataclysmic, life-changing sex is having the permission to be, get your quote freak on kind of thing and like be like to use some of your terminology, like a porn star in bed or like a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets, like all that kind of stuff. It's full throttle, no holds barred sexual expression. Yes. Yeah, Madonna Horton was a pretty lengthy conversation with her about i think she finally got it that i'm giving her permission to do this like not permission i mean i'm not in control of her she's her own woman but it was more like giving her uh the go-ahead like that i want her to be this way and as we're doing it and like i'm owning it and like i'm 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 getting her to these places and i'm feeling like i'm accomplishing this for her i'm giving i'm giving her the orgasm she's happening i'm feeling like i'm 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 doing it like i'm 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 the man right i don't know how this happened it's just it's it's just slowly transformed me into being someone who's like not only do i want her to be like that in bed I'm totally fine with her being the hottest woman in the room and every man looking at her. She's with me. She will never leave me. She like, I mean, this is more, this sounds so silly, but like men need that from their woman to, to feel that you're getting what you need from me so that I, I know you won't leave. Like I, we don't want you to look too slutty because what if somebody else takes you away from us? Right. And no man can take her away from me. She'll, she's, I have her wrapped around my finger as far as orgasm go and things like, yeah, exactly. So, and she'll say it too. And she'd be a fool to not, to, 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 to try to start this over with somebody else. I think she's happy. And now I finally understand that. And I, yeah, like I, like the whole slut thing. I'm like, I, I want her to look like a slut. I don't know, like all the th the things that we grew up thinking are like, you can't do that. You can't look like that in public. I'm perfectly comfortable with all of it now. I love that. And I think that's such a great point because I think that men that's a really big thing, right? Like this kind of push-pull of if their woman looks too sexy, then yeah, she could be taken away. So there's this, you see it in every culture in the world, this smothering of women's natural beauty and radiance and that energy coming out, which is why that slut epithet is such a huge thing, right? It's like, no, put that away, put that away, put that away. Like we will obliterate you if you come out sexually, right? We 
cannot have that. So I love that your perspective on this is that, well, I fuck her so well that there's no way she's going to leave me. So she can have it all out there, left, right, and center, and I can enjoy it and she can enjoy it and be her full expression. But I know she's bringing it all back to daddy, back home to me, because why would she go anywhere else? And that's that's the ultimate also antidote to jealousy. Like when people... Um, talk to me or ask me about jealousy. I'm like, well, you know, if you know what you have to offer, you know, like, what are they going to do? Where are they going to find that? They're not. They're not going to find that anywhere else. Yeah, she's, um, I, I don't know. She's got a full wardrobe of couture fashion stuff and high-end shoes and, like, the most expensive lingerie that there is. Like, so, like, looking at, like, I we're doing pretty well with the business. So, like, She's got all of that stuff going. It's easy for her to look good too, right? So, she, she yeah. I, I, I don't even notice anybody else. Like the things, I think that's really what it is. That men are afraid if their woman is too sexy, she's they can't hang on to her. And having done this work, now I know that I can. And it's it's just that simple. I don't. I, I'm not in fear of anybody else. Um, noticing her or I'm not threatened by anybody else with it. And it's great because this just like one thing just leads to the next. Like she took a pole dancing class last week and she's getting into that now and like comes home like this and more savagery. Like she goes and does sexy things and it's like, it's just making her, it's just, it just doesn't stop. It's like, there's never a limit. It just keeps going. Um, it's just getting better and better. Our connection, our emotional connection, all of that stuff is like, she'll say she's never felt so connected to me before. And we've been together for 30 years and been through some pretty crazy shit. Um, it's different now. And this is like, this is the, this is the medicine for every marriage. This is what, you know, especially in today's day and age, there's like this, I feel like like the whole heterosexual thing is getting like ignored. Like we're not supposed to be here anymore. Or like <laughs> you don't get to talk and like fuck you, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Like there's you oh, would, none of you motherfuckers would be here if it wasn't for us. We're the breeders. So, and I'm I, like there's room for everyone in the world, but I get to fucking be here too. And this is awesome what we're doing here. I don't understand how I didn't know about this before you. Like how this is terrible. Like Western society doesn't teach their children anything about this. The Far East people, the, the Indians and the Taoists, like and, and, and maybe China today, they've got this shit figured out. Well, they did, but there's been a huge veil thrown on top of it. Right. And that tells you how successful I say this is the biggest psyop psychological operation in the world is the sexual psyop. Very 100 uh, percent pervades everything, always working so hard to enforce it. I mean, it's nuts. So what else did you think you did to help to open her up, to allow her to unfold into this multi orgasmic dick guzzling goddess? So like we talked about the polarity thing and like, like I said, since my son was born, he kind of taught me how to be a man and the masculinity thing just showed up. It was always there. I just didn't, I, it, we like repress it because we don't want to offend women. Right. So I'm fully like, that's out now. Like there's no putting that away. And I did struggle a little bit with the, like with, with her telling, like you, even you telling us that we need to lead our women. 
because that feels like control. And I, I, I'm, I understand it better now, but she'll tell you I led her through this. And I did. I brought her to you and she is buying into it all. She's running around with she's on a, on a trip right now with my daughter. Her jade egg is with her. She brought she's in the middle of well, of well fucked woman. She's doing her homework. Oh, she's can you doing just <laughs> Tell me that quote you made about her and her vagina after using the jade egg. What did you say she can do? Oh, she can give me a hand job with her vagina. That one. Right. Yeah, yeah, she can. she can. I don't know. I don't know what the, she used the jade egg for a couple of weeks. And it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in there. So there's like Popeye's arms are inside of her or something. I And I tell her to stop because like I'm trying to I'm like you're ruining my stamina. Like stop doing that. And she'll like be goofing around and. Yeah, there's like we're so comfortable with each other. There's lots of laughing and conversations happening in the middle of these sex dates, and um, yeah, she's nuts, man. She can like grab it. I mean, like really grab. It. It's not like it just gets tighter. I'm like something's holding on to me, um, and she's just getting started. So I don't know, I don't know what I'm getting myself into with this <laughs> the jade egg thing, but that's legit. That works. Amazing. All right, keep going. So you're talking so, about the polarity and leading her. Yeah, so she'll say that I led her to you and I'm leading her into permission to be this woman and embody her femininity. And I don't really know what she's where she's going, but it's like I love what's happening. And so there's of, like So part of that was you inhabiting more of your masculinity then and taking more of that dominant role embodying more of that helped her to be more in her feminine and for sure yeah. and just showing up like telling showing up to sex dates and like putting them on the calendar which by the way is absolutely the most brilliant thing that you have it sounds so silly but when you're together with someone for someone to say we're going to schedule sex sounds so unromantic and I said it myself, like, what do we have to schedule this stuff? Like, it just doesn't happen. And it would end up be her coming and asking for like, like you, you want to talk about something unmasculine, a man asking his woman to have sex. Like, you don't do that. And now I understand that what she wants me to do. And I did do. And there's a whole write up in one of the chat groups about this is slamming her down on the bed, ripping, literally ripping her pants off of her and not asking her shit this is what's happening to you and she eats that up she loves that that's not a scheduled sex date that's just five minutes of exercising masculinity <laughs> like in here and there right and she's like rolls over and she's laying there like what the fuck just happened to me and she loves it i never in my wildest dreams would have thought i could ever do that to her and not have divorce papers show up in front of me do you know what i mean that this is what women want, man. And some women may not know that they want it, but I bet you they all do. And they probably have some work to do first if they if there's emotional problems and connection with their with their partner. But like, I think this is a universal thing. I if fully, you're a healthy woman, I, 
I fully agree. Like the the honest feminine and the honest masculine, hundred percent. It's only all of the shrouds and the shoulds, like a lot of the mental programming and so-called education that you mentioned earlier, of how things ought to be. And oh, could you please like sign this consent form, and then I know that it's okay yeah. for me to make love to you. <laughs> Which look, we're talking about within a committed relationship already, right? We're not talking about the dating yeah. world and new people, but within um, an established relationship. And that, yes, that energy of being taken, and obviously a woman can always say no, but the unsexiest thing, yeah, is for a man to be like, honey, um, I was wondering if like maybe you're not doing laundry or something, you might like to mm, have sex later. And the woman's going to be like, oh, I, I'm going to go do laundry because the way that you just asked me to have sex is the most revolting fucking thing, the most vagina drying thing I've ever heard versus a woman, a man tackling his woman and just taking her voraciously ravaging her with love and dark passion that is going to get that woman wet and aroused and turned on just the feeling of that masculine energy coming at her and tearing at her is massively arousing 100 percent. there's uh, the asking to have sex it's like you don't even realize what you're doing wrong and it's like yeah. i'm trying to be fair and respect her and all of this shit and it's not I don't, I don't know that she was turned off by it, but that's just how we did it, right? And like, and we would have sex, but it wasn't very good. So I'm telling you, any man that's listening to me right now, if you want your wife to do all the things that you wish she would do, start following Kim. Take her classes. Get over yourself if you've got some kind of self-conscious thing. Like, you might have some glass clearing to do, and that's an exercise that you taught us to do where we visualize this glass between the two of us and there's mud on it. We need to clean it off. And regularly, we need to connect with each other. And you're going to see things change. You're going to get, you're going to be satisfied. There's no need to be looking outside the marriage or, you know, you'll get what you want from from her. The And from him. And women, too. Like, they're you know, this goes both ways, I guess. And there's got to be input from both sides. What Would you say that there's any other particular tools or ideas that helped you to open her and help her become this insatiable sex monster? The eye gazing thing was extremely powerful for me. I couldn't look at her from what I've been with her for 30 years. And when I look in her eyes, I couldn't do it for more than five seconds without crying. It was the hardest thing for me to get through that. And and like lingam massage which we didn't really speak about much but like where that's just about me receiving um it's going to be about me that night i had a real i was extremely resistive about it i didn't want her to do it and i would fight her and there'd be like little arguments happening and like she'd finally like enough time would go by where i would allow her to do it and it's awesome like it's great and she definitely gets more yoni massages than I get lingam massages and that's okay but she every once in a while like she's like it's a lingam night and these are like super powerful things that help you to open up men need to let their woman please them and like I said we already have the masculine feminine thing figured out uh so it's kind of hard for me to like because I feel like that's me being submissive letting her do do that to me and I should kind of struggle with it, but I let her do it. And like, there's like anal stuff happening with that for me too, which is fucking insane. 
Um, that's another thing. I'm not ashamed to say that. I don't give a fuck who's listening to me. Other, you can call me whatever names you want. Like I hang out with lots of tough guys and guns and fighting and all this shit. My wife can have free access to my ass anytime she wants. When you have an, when you ejaculate and involve prostate in it, it's fucking crazy. It's not gay. It's not all you know. All the things, or, or and I mean, it is gay, right? Like gay men have something <laughs> figured out. And I don't, I don't care. It's. I think that the way people explain this stuff is that like penile orgasms are similar to orga to clitoral ones, uh, in like that pinpointed feeling, right? You add prostate stimulation to that, and it's not pinpointed. It's your entire torso is involved in this. It's crazy, um, and I can't get enough of that. So, and she's happy to do it. She loves it, and it's uh, I don't know anything else that I can figure out to enhance my experience i'm all about it fantastic so yeah it's so you talked about her the reactions like she's really radiating in that well-fucked woman energy where you said she's turning heads people are magnetized they feel her glow they ask her what she's doing different so tell me a bit about that emergence of the well-fucked radiant woman so she she in the middle of the couple salon i would say that she really without any input from me so she was kind of we were doing this just to have better sex right we had no idea what this was going to do to us on the inside he doesn't wear bras anymore she adopted the no panties with the dress thing she's oh and i know that. that's the coolest thing in the world man to know that your woman is walking around with no underwear on and i'm allowed to do whatever the fuck i want to her whenever i want like that's the invitation it's like this visual thing that she's doing that's like that we know what it is that's very powerful how would you say that her energy like flow easygoing like when she was you know you mentioned that she's type a works in high powered job like did that create a certain amount of stress like tension um in her head like has she become even feeling more feminine more open more flowy have you noticed any changes there Ab Absolutely. She, she is definitely more easygoing. She's quicker. She's, uh, her, her, she's less likely to get angry. She's like, uh, she's more, I mean, I am too. Like this happens to both of us. Um, she, she wears pink a lot. She's, uh, you know, I, I, like the feminine thing is coming out of her. It's like, and it's like unstoppable. She's wearing makeup again. She's wears high heels and she's learning how to walk, walk in because she's not really a high heel type of girl. Right. Uh, she's wears string bikinis to the beach. Like, and she's turning 50. Um, I mean, she's got the body to do it too, but it's certainly like the permission and the, the mindset she's, fully embracing femininity she like i said she's taking pole dancing classes she i don't know she she's uh the whole package like it's yeah she's a different person it's fantastic um you made a comment about your marriage reaching its ultimate form what would you say about that yeah so like like i said we've already had like a very strong foundation she's my best friend she's a great mom like we're People in town call us a power couple. We're already those those people. Like athletic events and uh, different accomplishments that we've made. Um, sh you know, we we've got all of that stuff figured out already. But except for this, this was like the last frontier of things for us to figure out. 
my our kids are like in their late teens now and we're kind of we're not in the empty nest syndrome yet but like we're not gonna be like our ne- I, I i can't wait them, for them to get the fuck out so i can have the house back and my wife to myself uh longer so, sex dates exactly and she, like that's the ultimate fo- it's it's just reached it's getting to the point where i there's nothing left to work on like we've got everything sorted out it's just this and like I, it's if it just stays the way it is now it's great but it's not going to it's continually evolving and like we're learning more techniques and getting better at things and it's coming easier and all of that it's just uh i couldn't be happier you fundamentally changed our marriage it's we're not the same people anymore Tell me about your changes in your business. So one of the things we talk about a lot in my work is how once we open up more of our sexual channel and flow is we see that come back to us with money, with like business success and abundance. And people often use the phrase like this thing just fell into my lap. Like, you know, it's because your lap is what attracted it. So what have you noticed there? So, yeah, so like I said, I was already doing pretty well, but what I can tell you, and I think I understand how this happens, it's just this radiance that you have as a person because it's I'm kind of like, in, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a contractor, so I'm, I sell things and like work with mechanical equipment, right? So when we're doing estimates, it's easier for me to sell stuff. People can just feel it coming off of you. Um, that you're you're just in a better mood. So people, if you're a salesperson that's not pushy and you take the time and you joke around and you make eye contact and you're like just in your element, people pick up on it and it's just easier to close deals. I don't know. It doesn't matter what line of work you are in. If you're attracting people, they want what you're selling. So it's just easier for me to land jobs. We I was doing well before, but now it seems like I can't I can't not sell something. It's like if I show up, I get it. You said that people. Um, I've never throwing... made so much money in. I've never made so much money in my life, and I, it certainly has something to do with this because if I'm doing it for her, so that's what this is all about: is providing for my family. So now I'm energized to do that, and she, I'm, I'm like, I want to see what's what's next, you know. And these sex weekends are expensive, so I need to make money. <laughs> so it's good motivation to good motivation to. To do it i don't know it's 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 working out great how many sex weekends do you aim for for right now four per, it's quarterly we go every three months like like calendar clockwork they're all planned already and i know dita von Teese is a follower of yours we're going to see dita again in vegas in november which and like got backstage passes and all that stuff so mm. that's going to be a pretty cool experience say um, hi to her for yeah so yeah so we try to like go over the top like and go nuts with these extravagant week like we're going to be in fian is going to be an every year thing like there's no way we cannot go back there again um but yeah we're like changed people and i like, can't wait to see what's around the next corner um yeah i, I don't know I, it's amazing thank you jeff yeah thank you yeah. so much for sharing it's so inspiring Yeah, thanks for having me. There was so much gold in that interview, and he touched on so many amazing 
places and dimensions of what happens when you become well fucked, how everything in your life changes. I mean, in a, in a way, the bare minimum is that your relationship elevates, right? Your intimate life elevates. And then everything that comes out of that and flows into every element of your life in some ways is what excites me even more is watching that sexual energy in action as transformative life enhancing energy. Sexual Mastery for Men is now open for registration. In my eight-week online signature salon, you will learn how to last longer in bed as long as you want. Hours is a really good goal. Orgasms without ejaculation because yes, it's possible and yes, every man can. How to use and channel your sexual energy and your relationship is a power source in your life where it becomes your secret weapon. How to achieve the deeper vaginal third eye cosmic life-changing orgasms for women organically grown cock we will show you lengthening and strengthening exercises to increase length and girth and so much more the ultimate super cock training everything you need to digmatize your woman and dominate in your life go to kimanami.com look for sexual savant salons and then click on sexual mastery for men Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.